Hey guys and welcome back to Let's Talk Liverpool. It's been three long agonising months uh, since watching Liverpool play and we were we were made to wait as well being the last game of the weekend uh, and it was it was uh, it was a tough watch watching all the other teams um, just waiting to see the Liverpool team uh, take to 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 the to the pitch and uh, yeah well it was it was a bit of a snooze fest wasn't it I, I'd I'd be lying to you to, if I was saying that. I enjoyed watching that Liverpool game. I think the joy of kind of just seeing Liverpool back on the pitch finished about 10, 15 minutes in. Uh, it was great to see the players, you know, some of my favourite players back on the pitch. But um, yeah, kind of as the, as the game went on, you kind of saw the rustiness as, as you would expect um, and have seen from many of the other Premier League games um, after the kind of restart. It had a very similar feel, I think, to kind of like the first one or two games of a season where... You know, they've been working on things in training, but they haven't got that kind of fluidity in terms of playing on the pitch. Um, and, you know, in that match situation, and it kind of just, things kind of felt maybe a little bit forced. Um, and there wasn't that kind of fluidity that you get with type of instinct when, you know, when you play, you know, multiple games, you play them week after week. Uh, even midweek, you know, you, you get that kind of fluidity and a lot of instinct in the way you play, which is obviously based on the manager's tactics and the way the manager wants to play. Um, but is very much kind of, um, you can see like kind of forced plays or you can, it's very, very easy to see what they're trying to do as a fan and easy, and definitely as the opposition as well. But, um, you know, we've seen some of the other games in the Premier League as part of this kind of first weekend of, of action that started off very, very similar to ours and then kind of sparked into action as um, some of the players kind of, you know, got a bit tired um, and things like that. But it was not very much not the case uh, in this game. Both teams looked fairly fit. You know, Everton looked pretty compact and fit in their defending. They didn't really give us any clear-cut chances. Now, I'll come to that a little later in the episode, but uh, we didn't really create too many chances. And as much as I think that was down to to kind of us not being um, our attacking best, uh, I have to give Everton some credit in that they were very compact defensively. They didn't make any mistakes like they did, you know, when we played them back in December, I think it was, or in the FA Cup in January. Um, they were pretty solid at the back. And I think, you know, Carlos had, what, three months, right, to prepare for this game and think about a, a plan of attack to keep us quiet. So, um, yeah, I think it was as much about as, as much as our part as it was about Everton's part for, for the reason for, for Liverpool not having too many chances. Um, obviously, right from the beginning of, of, of before the game even started, we obviously saw some changes to the lineup that were different to kind of our best 11, shall we say. Uh, so we saw uh, Takumi Minamino making his first Premier League start, which was great to see. Obviously, he's been someone that we've heard about in this kind of mini preseason who's been performing really well and has had a great attitude uh, and has kind of really proved his fitness. Uh, we also saw Naby Keita in as well. Again, another player who we've seen the kind of highlights, you know, in a couple of the, the behind closed doors games. And um, he he looked he looked very bright and I think it was really positive to see him in the team. I think he's one of those players that every time he plays now as a Liverpool fan, you we kind of just hope that he'll show us that quality that we kind of know he know he has, um, you know, back from back from the, the Salzburg days. Um, but yeah, he was he was it was great to see him in the starting lineup. And then obviously we're missing Andy Robertson at left back uh, with James Milner coming in. Um, and obviously James Milner didn't end up staying on for too long. I haven't I haven't seen any reports that have come out saying whether his uh, his injury is is serious or not. It looked kind of like a hamstring injury. Uh, it didn't look uber serious. Um, I think it looks like they took him off, uh, maybe just as a precaution 
being that, you know, obviously he's already the backup to Andy Robertson. Uh, but I think the reports are saying that Andy Robertson will be back for the Crystal Palace game on Wednesday, uh, which is good. So hopefully it means that we don't miss out too much. But hopefully Milner comes back in, uh, come back very soon because obviously, you know, he's a great, great part of, of the squad. Um, and he's, you know, I think he's still got a role to play um, in the rest of this season. Um, talking about James Milner and his kind of injury, obviously, you know, we had to react, right? And, and Klopp brought Joe Gomez on. And Joe Gomez, one, isn't, you know, isn't really a, um, kind of a fullback. Um, although he's kind of played there in the past, you know, he's very much a centre-back and that's kind of where he's established himself for Liverpool. And so, you know, one, playing him on <laughs> in a fullback position wasn't ideal, but then playing him in left-back position as well, you know, when he's very right-footed um, was... It was a tough ask for him. And actually, I actually think he did really, really well. You know, obviously, in the, at back, he was kind of solid. Although Everton didn't really press with any kind of continued attack to really test uh, Joe Gomez's kind of defending abilities at left back. But in terms of even going forward, you know, he, he made some good runs forward. Obviously, you know, we're going to be comparing him to an Andy Robertson, which is kind of unfair because... Um, you know, Joe Gomez just, you know, he was doing a job there. You know, that's not his position. But I thought he did really, really well. Um, and, uh, yeah, it'd be good to see him back in, in the team at centre-back. If he looked like, you know, he played pretty much over an hour. So he must be fit enough to play that. So I'm surprised why uh, Klopp went with Matip at centre-back instead of uh, Joe Gomez. I'm hoping to see Joe Gomez back um, against, uh, against Crystal Palace on Wednesday. And the reason being, it just... It just you know, we play a high line. We played it again in this, in this game. and We kind of got caught out a bit when Lovren came on, uh, but I'll touch a bit on Lovren later. Um, but yeah, we kind of got caught out. But by having Joe Gomez and Van Dijk, two very, very quick centre-backs, it just gives us that license to push, you know, an extra five yards forward because they both of them do have the pace. Um, if Should anyone try and get behind us, you know, like Zaha will will try when we, when we play Crystal Palace. But um, yeah, so I, I really like to see Joe Gomez come back into the team. Uh, for that Crystal Palace game and hopefully Andy Robertson again is fit um, and can take back take up his usual uh, left back position. I talked a little bit earlier about Takumi Minamino making his first Premier League start and, and he did look lively a couple of you know great passes kind of into Firmino trying to link up with with Firmino and Mane um, but I, I do think and I think this is this view is kind of shared by lots of pundits and, and the media that I don't think wide right is really his best position um, you know, he's one of those players that you can kind of tell, you know, he will he will get on with whatever the manager instruction instructs him to do um, and will kind of just do the best job for the club, uh, best job for his teammates. Um, however, I don't think wide right is really the position that we're going to get the best out of him. I think he just kind of gets a bit lost and I think he 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 ventures in anyway to allow some space out wide for Trent Alexander-Arnold but I think he ventures in there as well because that's kind of where he's more comfortable if I think back to the game where um where they played where he played against us in the Champions League kind of that 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 number 10 position like between the width of the penalty box was where he was quite devastating and I think he kind of gets lost a little bit um out on the right hand side so I'll be I'll be Interested to see whether, one, if Salah's back against Crystal Palace. I think it was unsure whether um, he'll be fit or not. Obviously, I think um, the medics have basically said to Klopp, you know, unless it's an emergency, don't play him. And, you know, Klopp, Klopp heeded those messages and didn't bring Salah on even when we needed a goal. Um, so it definitely looks like whatever he has is, is something serious that they don't want to um, really aggravate. So it'll be interesting to see whether he is back for Crystal Palace. But, um, yeah, that right-hand side channel is... We don't really have a very good replacement there. Oxlade-Chamberlain came on in the second half 
Um, and I think he struggled really. He struggled a lot as well. He he didn't really get into the game at all, um, from my perspective at least. And he kind of was a he cut, uh, kind of very very. Um, he just cut a figure of someone that was kind of on the sidelines of the game. Basically, um, he couldn't really get involved. Maybe that's part of coming in at half time and him being fresh in his first game back and things like that. Or maybe it was the position, but um, we don't really have someone that can deputize in that right wing position uh, that can kind of bring bring a similar type of play to what Salah does, which, you know, which just shows why he's so important to the team and why we need to keep him uh, fit and happy as much as we can. Um, but yeah, I think I think um, I would love to see Takumi Minamino play more because I do think he has some great talents to add to the squad. I just don't think playing him in the right wing position, which I think he's played in twice now, um, is really the way we're going to get the best way we're going to get the best out of out of him. And on that point of getting the best out of players, I think we we didn't really create kind of any chances, and I, and I'm gonna I'm just I'm gonna put it down to the rust. Of not play, not having played competitive football for three months, but you know, Mane looked kind of promising, but but not the same, you know, kind of direct menacing Mane that you know we've all come and to to love and expect really from him. And the same with Firmino as well. Some some good touches and some good link up play, but nothing really kind of penetrating. And you know, if you look back at the highlights, you know, Jordan Pickford didn't really have any kind of crazy saves, or, or we didn't have any ridiculous chances. Um, uh, that Jordan Pickford needed saving. So, yeah, I think mate, I'm going to put it down to the rust. Uh, but hopefully against the Crystal Palace game, now that we've got this kind of first game under our belt, obviously it means that um, we possibly won't win the league against Crystal Palace. But, you know, I, I think that's okay. I, I'm not overly concerned about that. What I'm, I guess, a bit more concerned about is kind of our lack of chances that we created. Obviously, we went into the, into the lockdown not on the best of form. Um, but... You know, we were a bit rusty today. I think I'm going to put it down to that. So hopefully against Crystal Palace, we can, once we've shaked off some of that rust, we can uh, really get back to kind of the free-flowing attacking football that we've seen for such large parts of the season and have got us into this position um, in the league where we're at. The final point I, I, want to, I want to make and talk about is, well, we have to talk about it, is that Everton nearly snatched, nearly snatched three points um, after pretty much creating no chances all game and Alisson being absent or pretty much just being a spectator for so much of the game. Uh, they nearly they nearly broke away and scored Tom Davis hitting the post with about I think it was about 10 minutes left to go um, and it all came from Lovren just <laughs> I'd say just doing Lovren things um, you know trying to win the ball against Richarlison trying to be too aggressive and just making it very easy for a, for a very quick you know nimble attacker to just work his way around um, around Lovren and uh, fortunately for us um, it was a great little little save uh, from Allison which tipped the ball onto the post uh, and Van Dijk was able to clear. But yeah, we could have very easily um, had a, a very bad start to the restart um, with a defeat there. And obviously, you know, Everton haven't beat us, been us for a long, long time. And um, yeah, it would have been a great coup for them. But fortunately for us, you know, they didn't, they didn't go in and they made kind of one kind of half chance afterwards. But um, they only kind of happened when Lovren came on and were on his side. And um, I don't really like to call out players too much, but Lovren is just a liability. I think we've kind of known this for a little while now and I think I'd be surprised if we see him at the club next season obviously you know he's had a good history at the club he's you know he played in some huge games the Dortmund one springs to mind and played a big part in those games but I think we need to we need to look at upgrading that position I, I don't think Dejan Lovren is should we get an injury you know in one of those key centre-back positions that he's someone that we can really rely on um, to come in and do a really really solid job um, at the back so for me the the man of the match 
uh, from this game has to be Naby Keita. I think he played really, really well in terms of um, kind of turning and attacking the defenders like we love to see him do. Obviously, he's very technical. He's got a lot of skill um, and uh, would be great to see him play longer. Uh, Klopp kind of took him off and uh, brought on Wijnaldum and I don't think really Wijnaldum did too much apart from make a couple of mistakes actually um, when he came on. So that was a bit of a shame. So I'd like to see Keita both start against Crystal Palace uh, but I'd also like to see him kind of stay on because um, he, you know, he really can make that difference in terms of playing those penetrating balls in behind into Mane, into Firmino and hopefully into Salah should he play. And obviously, as you guys know, I end, end the episodes with a shout-out to Klopp. And the shout-out to Klopp is, is kind of two things. So one, as I talked about with Keita, just you know keep playing him. Uh, I think he needs time and also play him in the right position. Um, and also about Taki, I think um, we need to get the best out of Taki, not by playing him out on the right, but by kind of playing him uh, in that number 10 position. But that's it for this, guys. I hope you guys have enjoyed the return of Let's Talk Liverpool. Uh, it's great to be back. Uh, make sure you guys are subscribed to my YouTube channel if you're not already so you don't miss any of these videos. And uh, thank you guys for watching and listening and I'll catch you on the next one.